Welcome to the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? I'm your host, Tara Clancy. Join me each week for the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you banish counterfeit sleep and have more energy, increased productivity, and a reflection in the mirror you love. Go ahead and subscribe and you'll get each new episode as soon as it goes live. If your sleep is making you tired, it's time to change that and get back to being you. The Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, Season 1, Episode 30. This is another Friday bonus episode to give you strategy number four so you can avoid sleep problems in the fall. If you're new to the series, in episode 27, we got into why fall leads to so many sleep problems for so many people. And we also got into why um, the fact that sleep and immune system functioning go hand in hand. And so you really want to avoid sleep problems like the plague during a pandemic. So you got strategies one and two of the full five in episode 27. And in episode 28, you got strategy three. So go ahead and download those episodes and you can get the strategies you need to avoid sleep problems. Today, we're going to get into strategy number four. Let's get into talking about light and exposure to light. We'll start with this little known fact. How well you sleep at night depends on how well you use your body during the day. So that's why if you think about any sleep hygiene program, you'll know that it focuses on being very strategic about things like caffeine and alcohol. You know, it'll talk about how much and when, because how much caffeine and alcohol and when you have caffeine and alcohol can make the difference between a night of high performance sleep or not. And same is true for food consumption itself. What you eat and when you put that food into your body can rob you of high performance sleep. Uh, We actually have an upcoming food controversy episode. So subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss that. It will really help you, especially with the holiday season that we know will be here before we know it because we all do way too much eating, I think, (laughs) during the holiday season. So that's just a quick note on sleep hygiene, really, and, you know, why sleep hygiene programs focus on the way we use our bodies, uh, like, you know, uh, consuming caffeine and alcohol. But there's more to high-performance sleep than sleep hygiene. I mean, sleep hygiene is definitely critical, but it is only a foundation. It's kind of like a box spring. And what are your chances of of getting high-performance sleep if you're sleeping on a box spring. If you want high-performance sleep and the high-performance days it gives you, you have to take it to the next level. And that's what you get in our high-performance sleep program. You feel energized when you wake up each morning and you feel that energy throughout your day, just like you should. 16 hours when you're on and then eight hours when you're off, when you're sleeping, so the brain can repair and recharge itself as it's meant to, and you have high performance the next day. 
And so that is what exactly brings us to the challenge of fall and this idea of light. Because in the fall, what do we have but shortening days, right? Less sunlight and um, longer nights. And so that naturally changes the rhythm of our internal body clock. We get less light and more darkness as we progress through the fall season. You know, a few minutes less sunlight with each successive day. And then, of course, in many places, if you, if you observe um, daylight savings time, you get this double whammy when we turn the clocks back and, you know, we throw our internal body clocks off even more. And so all of this internal rhythm, you know, what we call our circadian rhythm is a 24-ish hour cycle, uh, you know, and we keep repeating that. In fact, circ, which is the bit beginning of circadian, circadian actually means ring in Latin. And of course, you know, ring is just a, a ring is a continuous loop. Yeah. You know, those of you who listen to the podcast know I'm a little bit of a word geek. So I love that Latin stuff. Um, but that's how we're supposed to run on this kind of 24 ish hour cycle. And we just keep repeating it. And it's the light and darkness that really controls all of that. And so when the light and darkness is changing and very abruptly, so when we go from daylight savings time to standard time, we really feel the impact. If you think about it, it's kind of a modern day phenomenon to a large degree because in olden times, if you wanted to stay up after dark, you needed to find a way to create light, right? And so people would, um, you know, use a candle, but that... They might have been, um, you know, not, ha- they wouldn't have as many, wasn't as easy as flipping a switch these days. So uh, you'd be more likely to kind of burn the, can- you know, blow the candle out and go to bed um, when you were tired. Plus the light of a candle is very gentle and very, very dim. So it doesn't really keep you awake like our, our, um, the blue screen from our screens do and the uh, LED lights above um you know, overhead would. Um, so it's, it's, uh, you know, certain something totally different. In fact, just to go back to the olden times kind of thought, uh, if you think of someone like Ben Franklin, who was a prolific inventor, uh, surely he would have been up by candle night every, uh, every night, um, working away on his various in- inventions. Uh, he's probably, he probably would have been considered somebody who was burning the candle at both ends, right? Because he's, uh, literally burning the candle and staying l- up late. But of course there are a lot of us who are metaphorically burning the candle at both ends and we feel the effects of it. So of course, you know, the good news about all of this light conversation is, is this, we know that light exposure affects when you fall asleep and it affects how long you sleep, what we call your sleep duration. And so as you may know from sleep hygiene, if you watch your light exposure for two hours before you go to bed, again, especially that blue light from the screens and LED lights, then you'll have an easier time falling asleep. Um, But there's another important point about this light idea and sleep that often gets overlooked. Yes, we're very sensitive to that light two hours before we go to bed, but 
we are also very sensitive to light when we wake up. There's an hour or so after we wake up when our bodies are very sensitive to the light because that's when we are resetting the circadian rhythm. That's That light is triggering, triggering us to say, okay, let's start that cycle all over again. Let's begin the wake cycle now. And so then 16 hours after that, you should be ready to fall asleep. Um, so it's really important to key into this idea that that uh, light in the morning is really important for resetting your system, especially in the fall, as we said, is when the days are getting longer, you want to have yourself on the best um, cycle that you can. So you're more likely to, to get tired at a reasonable time because you don't have the, the sunlight, the setting sun at, you know, eight o'clock or something to signal you that, hey, it's going to be time for me to get to bed in two hours. We lose that when it's getting dark at 4.30. So you really want to reset your clock in the early morning uh, with the early morning light so that you'll be ready, you know, 16 hours later to sleep. So that's great news because that means we can take advantage of this to help us keep our circadian rhythms on a pattern that gives us, um, helps us avoid sleep problems and, and actually brings us towards high performance sleep. So here's, uh, here's what you can do to, uh, to take advantage of this knowledge, uh, get bright morning sunlight. So that brings us also to the challenge because it can be hard to get bright morning light in the fall for a few reasons. First of all, as it gets cooler, it can be harder to want to get out of that warm, cozy bed, right? Or let's say you are up even before the crack of dawn and at the office really early. Well, then that too may prevent you from being able to get that early morning sun to trigger your circadian rhythm to reset. So here are some things that you can try. If you are home and you do have the opportunity to, uh, you know, wake up on your own schedule, as soon as you get up, get some morning sunlight. One idea is to sit and have your breakfast. If you're somebody who eats breakfast as soon as you get up, have your breakfast right by a sunny window. So this way you're getting the advantage of that bright light. Um, Just be careful that you're not sitting in the direct rays of it because um, when you're in... um, for most places, you're, you won't be able to get the benefit of the good sun rays in the fall. You'll only get the, uh, the other sun rays that are actually, uh, could cause skin cancer. So, um, be, be, uh, take advantage of the bright light, but don't sit in the actual rays of it. Uh, you can hear more on that when we talk about, uh, in the earlier episode, we talked about, um, making sure that you keep your vitamin D level. And uh, I think that was in episode 27. So you can get more on that there. Um, so, but that's one idea, right? If you're home, get up, have your breakfast in a sunny window um, and get take advantage of the bright light that way. Uh, if you're not a breakfast eater uh, early in the morning or if you're know, an intermittent faster or whatever it is, you can sit there and, and enjoy a cup of something. Of course, um, just you know, be sure to give some attention to having a, the first glass of water before you have any kind of tea or coffee. Uh, that we talked about in, in uh, bonus episode 28 when we talked about staying hydrated. Um, but what if you are already at work 
you know, before the sun even rises, well, then as, as much as you can, try to schedule a break time for when the sun rises, you know, so that you can, you can do, uh, take advantage of the sun that way by either standing near a bright window or um, even stepping outside to get the, um, the sunlight. So the important point, the, the takeaway here is that um, if you want to avoid sleep problems, as I think we all do, because we need, uh, certainly we want the energy that we, we get from uh, getting, um, you know, high performance sleep, and we want to uh, avoid taxing our immune system, especially now, well, then getting early morning sun is a key strategy during the fall to avoid sleep problems. And you can do it in some pretty easy ways like that. So if you haven't subscribed for the podcast, go ahead and do that now. And if you're not sure how your sleep is doing, then take the assessment and see if you're showing the signs of counterfeit sleep. Because the opposite of high-performance sleep is counterfeit sleep. And the costs of that are huge. So again... Use strategy number four of getting early morning sunlight to help you avoid um, sleep problems during the fall and go and check out the other strategies that we've put in here already. A high-performance workforce starts with high-performance sleep. Do you know how your workforce measures up? Find out today. Take the Sleep Performance Assessment. Learn more at hypersleep.com. That's H I. P-E-R sleep.com. That ends this episode of the Counterfeit Sleep Podcast, where we help you answer today's most important health and wellness question. Is your sleep making you tired? Follow us to get the stories, the science, and the solutions to help you take your counterfeit sleep journey. And leave us a review to help other people find us. Thank you. And remember, if your sleep is making you tired, It's time to change that and get back to being you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.